Hello and welcome to Conversations with Creatives podcast, where we share inspiring stories, tips and tricks to help you grow and thrive in business. I'm your host, Adiola Dara. Let's get started. Hi, Dari. Welcome to Conversations with Creatives. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I want to talk about first impressions because I first met you last year when my sister and I came into your old store and we were just impressed. We're just blown away by your hospitality, your intentionality. You were very hands-on with your staff. You were running things and I could relate to that. I did my research and I was like, wow, I have to get you on this podcast. So thank you for being a part. You're welcome. (laughs) So let's jump right into it. So can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Tell us about your background, how long you've been in business, and how you got started, pretty much. Okay. Thank you. You've been very kind with your words. And my name is Daria Liu. I run TDA Group of Companies. TDA Group of Companies um, comprise of TDA Control, which is like the main one, which is the one you know. TDA Laundry, TDA Engineering, Pink Perfection Accessories, Pink Perfection Babies, and Pink Perfection Bridal. I'm actually an engineer by training. And I like using the word Taylor. <laughs> Help me stay grounded. Taylor by choice, by happenstance, which is something that I love so much now that I find myself staying back in the office until midnight because actually it's like my second home now. But how did I get into this? So I'm a power engineer actually, and it happened that I've been a team now. I've been a part of a team that has built power plants across the country, which is something that I am so grateful for. So I can always look back and be very proud of that stage of my life. But at some point in 2016, my friends used to really like my captains and be like, oh, who made your captains? Who made your suits? Who did this? Who did that? And I'd introduced them to a local tailor who I felt was good. And then they started to use him. But after a while, he came to me almost prostrating and so thankful. I'm like six, six months old, sorry. For the first time, I have a million in my account. Wow. You know, maybe a millionaire. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, all the good I've been sending to me, there's so many that, in fact, I didn't begin to have issues with how I would cope with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, then scale up. It's time for you to scale. But you see, education is key. Man. Yeah, it is. Education is key. He just didn't know how to scale up. He just didn't even understand the concept of scaling up. And my friends started coming, complaining. It was coming back to me. And I'm a solution provider. So I have an OCD for wanting to see things executed. So at that point, without driving the question, I saw a problem that needed solving, that needed a solution. I put together a team of tailors, just actually started with one. One tailor, God continued to bless him. Ahmed is in my Tanzania office now. Oh, wow. Ahmed came together. I shared the dream with him, which is very important. You need to share the dream with your team, let them be able to leave the dream even when you're absent. And we came together and I said, look, this is the situation we have in hand. I have a couple of friends that have given outfits to this guy. He's not meeting up. I need I need us to work together. That's you doing the tailoring. I'm driving the processes behind the scene. And I'm telling you what is good and what works and what doesn't work. Mm. And I'm being your face. I'm like the face of this business. And we started that way. And in the first month, they, after taking care of those people that had complaints from that other guy, because they were so happy, they told other people. 
And before you knew the first one, we had about 40 outfits. And we're so happy. We're like, wow, is this what it is? I wasn't doing it for money because I was there. I felt like I had a good day job. I was enjoying this. We're solving a problem. And I was paying people's salaries. So the guy that is making the outfit, the security guy, the bike rider, I felt like, yo, we're, we're impacting. Packaging the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From there, it became 40 outfits a month, became 80 outfits a month in the second month. And then my advice, it's easy to give advice. Yeah. But to take it sometimes is tough. So that advice I was giving the guy is saying, scale up. It was my time to swallow my own bill. I was asking myself, do I really want to go into this? I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. There's money coming in from me, but do I want to go into it? Yes. Why should I go into it? I ask myself, what is Ikiga? Ikiga is a concept, a Japanese concept, mm-hmm. which is finding purpose in things. That's, you know, things you love to do, things, passion. Uh, your passion and all that. Mm-hmm. Finding that middle ground. It kind of resonated with me that I was enjoying this. I was making money from it. I love being there. I love making people happy. So everything kind of centered around it. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Went in, expanded two machines to three to four. And then I had to get a bigger space, which is where you came to. So that was like my second shop um, mm-hmm. in six months. Wow. After we started, I still have access okay. to it, but I'm using it for something else. Okay. And that was it before the seventh month. We were already on 10 machines. Now we are going to 20 staff. It was happening too fast because why? We were meeting, we were solving a problem. Mm-hmm. We were solving a problem, we were delivering. Our unique selling point being speed and our word being our bond. So we only do what we say and we say what we do. So and before you know the, the, the business had a life of its own. We are here now. Congratulations Thanks. on expanding, on growing, on being a team player, being a problem solver. Like, yeah. I mean, we spoke before now. I'm even more inspired because I'm uh-huh. like, wow. So imagine the, everybody else that is listening to this podcast, you know, yeah, that you can, you can put what you, you can do what you set your mind to. Yeah. And um, you can, you can thrive in Nigeria. It's possible, uh-huh. right? Don't yeah. you think so? It's not just you can't thrive. In Nigeria, you will thrive. You will. You will actually try once you pick a problem to solve and you're consistent about it. So I have an AC company. That's the bedrock of TD Engineering. I've been running that company for seven years. Mm. That company has done more more for me than any other job. Mm. Because I've had the same staff for seven years. Really? Yes. These are good have in my presence, maybe in their lives, they've had their, they've gotten married, they've had their first child, second child, third child. Third, and we've grown together. Mm-hmm. That's joyful for me, knowing that I've been a part of this business, like I've been school office now. From a little company that we just picked up because I came back to Nigeria from a cold country and everyone was hot and I felt if AC school cool better, people won't feel this what yeah. this, you know. Yeah. And that was how we built that company. So, like I said, you will succeed in Nigeria, we pick a problem and solve it. Anybody hearing this can actually start AC company and you still make it because no AC company in this country can ever make the demand of AC issues. You mm. can't. There are too many. Mm. Same way people wear clothes. You can never make the demand. Same way people must eat. You can never make the demand. Same way people must drink water. You can also, then you will succeed as long as you follow the rules. Pick a problem, be consistent, let your word be your bond. Deliver, no excuses. I want to talk about that last part because in your industry, fashion industry, I mean, from top to bottom, at every level, if you talk to a tailor, we have had experiences with tailor. How do you keep your word 
how do you even do that? I mean, you have artisans that don't stick to play their part. It seems like you have a great relationship with them. You've got them to yeah. buy into the vision. But how? Like, what are things that you're putting in place? How do you actually put that, make that mantra possible? Okay. Last year, I said we made 20,000 outfits. The year prior. 20, you said 20,000. 20,000. Wow. The year before, we probably did another, let's keep it minimal, say 12,000. So that's a, a total of 32,000 outfits. Just average. I've never delayed on one. No, I've never lost a tailor. Never I've lost never a tailor. When you say you never lost a tailor, what do you I've mean? No, my tailors are waiting. Really? So, how? It's not magic. I don't have a magic wand. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like Good said, to know. Everything has rules. Mm. Everything has rules. Now, the only reason why I started to expand was because I saw that the demand was becoming more than the supply rate. Mm. So I had to increase the, the supply mm-hmm. to ensure that the demand is always... You always have to make sure that the demand does not catch up with the supply. The day the demand catches up with the supply, then you, any hitch in the process, it means you can't meet up. Yes. Whatever you can measure, you can't... Manage. It's not even manage per se. If you can't measure, you can't improve it. Right. So you need to measure. Hmm. At every point in time, I have data that I'm working with. This week, I made a, I made 100 outfits. Yeah? Last week, I made 80. Next week, my brain is telling me I should plan for 120. So do I have enough machines to do 120 plus? I don't have enough machines to do 120 plus. That means I should start getting a machine. I don't wait for a problem to come to create a solution. Hmm. And then also, I go the extra mile. Yeah. Let me just put that. An average tailor will tell you, oh, my dog died. My grandpa's neighbor died. I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it out. So that doesn't happen at TDA. The system is built. We build people around systems, not systems around people. Okay, I need you to break it down because okay. you're saying good stuff, but yeah, I want but to I'll actually connect to I'll everything. I want the listeners to connect. Yeah. I'll explain. The most important thing for me is to build processes. So don't so I think as tailoring. Yes. So okay. I think as as tailoring. Okay. So a couple of processes become a structure. Mm-hmm. You say structure shall go structure is a couple process. of processes. Yeah. So here, if you bring your outfit, nine people will touch it. Once you come in, there's someone that will come in and show you five breaks. I'm around. I'm always around because I love what I do. So there's the manager who's taking the order. The head tailor comes out. He's the one that takes measure measurements. Even I don't take measurements. I don't take measurement, but I won't take it. Okay. Because when he takes a measurement, he cuts it within the hour. Mm. He remembers your body, he remembers your, remembers your instructions. It's written down, it's recorded. But he takes it, he cuts it within the hour, and that helps us maintain a level of uniformity. Mm. The cutting patterns are the same. And when he cuts it, the top goes to the top department, the other goes to the higher department. When that top is done in an hour and a half, it goes straight to the iron department, the finishing department, the quality control department, the quality check department. And all these things is like a Chinese factory, so to say. It, it's it's something we've done over and over again that we're now we're now used to it. But to bring that up, it had to be these guys you know, they don't even still understand why we're doing it that way. So why it's called a process is because the people are not built, the process was not built around people, because when this process is built around people, it means that when you take one person away, the system the process will shake. Yes. But when the people are built around the system, it means the system is the core. The process itself is like an Iroko tree. Mm. So people come and plug in. Mm. So you bring your cable and plug in. We are not plugging into you. Wow. So here, the manager just came in. Yeah. While he was away, the assistant manager has plugged into the manager room. So he has removed his cable from the assistant manager room. He has plugged into the manager room. 
the third manager who is meant to be the shop vlogger has unplugged his role and plugged it into SMI manager role. That's because there are those pots there. Yeah. So we are not plug, plugging our pots into them. They are the ones that are plugging them. It's already solidified. And that's why I can travel in time because the system is wrong. So imagine the system was built around me. It won't work. So how did you get to this place where you built a system? We're all products of our environment. Mm. I'm an engineer. Yeah. Other people do that. Other tailors do it. I can talk also with you. Kimono, they do it in a different way. They could also be doing it the same way. But I think my engineering background has helped. Mm. I'm analytical. Um, I'm a process person, which is my brain thinks in numbers, mm. works. That's how that's how so I don't know, I, I think it's just yeah. it's your background. Yes. That's this yes. how you're wired. So it kind of helps. Your skill set TV yeah. also helps. Helps. Hmm. I don't want to hear I don't want to tell anybody. I don't have a reason to tell anybody the story. Well, have you ever has that ever happened? Let's talk about it. The only story I'll tell somebody is if one of my staff took down instruction because sometimes they actually get overwhelmed. So hmm. meaning the demand is catching up with the supply. Right. So at every point in time I'm sitting on this table, I'm thinking of how to increase supply. Sometimes I actually get overwhelmed. I won't deny that. So in, in that, it makes us something like someone can say short sleeves, they make it long sleeve. So because of that, when the person comes, I step in immediately. Because my job here, number one thing is calling this. I'm a controversy manager. I manage situations. Okay. So once the person comes in, I really apologize. I ask the manager because the why is always more important than the what. Yes. Yes. So the what is what has happened. The moment you address the what, you not address the why, it's going to happen again. So why did it happen? Sir, I was overwhelmed. Take a day off. Come back, let's discuss. Why? Someone moved. Someone, someone didn't read the book. I had a meeting with everybody. Can I read the book? Why? Someone skipped. Why? Let's go back to the drawing board. Nobody must unplug their house from their sockets. Everybody must stick to the system. So we found out the why to happen again, sir. The problem is, you want a short sleeve, you made long sleeves, it's fine. Can you give me 20 minutes? Yes, I will fix this. And that's why, probably when you came in and said I was hands-on, that's my job. My job is to make sure the system does not crack. So I go in there, I make sure immediately we can cut that into short sleeves and amend it in a way that it comes, comes exactly the way the customer wants. The customer walks out of there happy. In fact, you would actually realize in business that you gain more from your more from your troublesome clients. Because your good clients just come in, they take you happy and they go. But your clients are the ones that point out the leaks in your system yes. to you. So when those things happen, when the client goes, it's happier now because he sees that there is somebody that listens. He's ready to come back another time. But what, as soon as it's gone, I put my house in order. I come here, I sit down, look at my book, it's always full. So what just happened here? Why? The guy was going to you need an assistant. I have three. The manager has two assistants. Because when one wasn't enough, how to put it in the third, a second one. So you understand what I mean? Absolutely. So when quality control was getting overwhelmed, I put a quality check back there. So that whatever passes by him and sees, quality check will bounce it. Mm. And because I also saw that the tailors at some point were getting overwhelmed with the, amount, with the, with the work we're getting, was why I divided into departments. Mm. There's the 10,000 hour rule also, that whatever you've done for 10,000 hours, you if you in the top department have done this for over 10,000 hours, how many hours are there in a year? Running, running for how many years? So if you keep doing this over and over again, 
Yeah, so what we do is we give you time off sometimes to go and relax or we, should, we alternate the design so that you don't get bored. But this is what you are you're already good at. So you can't even do it while you're sleeping. Mm. So yeah, so these are some of some of Wow, I'm so blown away. Like I don't even know where to even start with questions because <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing in layman terms is that you've put systems in place, you put processes in place, more importantly. You've ensured that each person is, there's an assembly line and each person has something that they're doing yes. and something that they're responsible for, yes. right? Okay, but let me back up a little bit. How do you get your team to even buy into the vision? We have artisans that they fall people's hand daily. How, what are things that you have put into place? Is it compensation? Is it motivation? What is it that is making them show up every day to okay. work those processes? A few things. There is one meme thing online shows one that they write a leader and a boss. Mm. Uh, the boss just say, go and do this, go and do that. Meanwhile, the leader shows them how to do it. Truth of matter is that there's nothing that they're doing. So because I started from scratch with one tailor, so when you're coming in, you're coming to see what is being done. Mm. So you can already see that I'm hands-on, I'm doing it. I'm here all the time. So I'm not telling you to do anything that I can't do myself. I can't find someone, someone else to do. So you don't come without feeling of I'm indisposable. Everyone can be asked to work. That's one. I show them the way. That's literally what I'm saying. I show them the way. I don't sit down and just say, yeah, you, sometimes I take it myself, I iron myself, I put a button myself and all that. Second is that I think my, some of my tailors are some of the highest paid tailors. Really? Yeah. Compensation. Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting to say that because I was like, there is no way. Like, so my, guys, uh, my guys get paid every two weeks, some of them. An average banker earns what? Uh, 150K? They probably earn around that. Huh? My tailors earn more than that. Wow. So, before you can steal my tailors, you better be offering me. Mm. My hair tailors, you don't even want to know. I won't even talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> my hair tailor, I call it Swati tailor. The other day I was discussing how you started building your first house and told me yeah, you got building. Wow. It has to be building. Come on. And that's why sometimes when some people come here and talk to some of these tenors and I laugh. Mm. Because I know some of those people's earning power and I know what these tenors are earning. It doesn't have to mm. These tenors are earning so my head tailor is earning as much as I was earning on my first engineering job. I was earning well. Engineer after seven years of university. So the truth is that they can't even walk away. No, they can't. <laughs> Anyone can come tomorrow and decide to be a money bag and offer them more. But then another thing is I care for, them, for these guys and they do. Hmm. I actually care for them. I one of one of them has just gone for an operation now. I foot the bill. My manager is getting married. I know what I've done so far. I'm gonna take one of them on my next trip to Dubai just to expand their thinking. I borrow them money, so I have an open door policy. My door is always open. Sometimes I just walk in and buy food for everyone. If I see you frowning, I want to know why. I want to be a part of your life. Like, I want to know what's going on. So, and I also borrow them money. Like, so I have an open bank policy with them. And for example, so if you're working, you can come in any day and say, sir, borrow me 10000 now. You don't, in fact, these days, it doesn't even come to me. Go straight to your account. Your account is all these dishes out and records it. And records it. So they can borrow money anytime. As long as they're not bringing much more than their earning capacity, they can borrow money anytime. And thirdly, I've never delayed their pay. Mm, that's very common in Nigeria. Yeah, so even the Bible says that pay a man his wages before his sweats get dry. Mm. Yeah. You know, the Bible is full of curses and blessings. Yes. You can't only attach yourself to the blessings and the non curses. The 
curses were, were deaf for a reason. Mm. So the Bible is saying, pay man his wages. My first week, any money I make is for salary. So somebody here is thinking, I have a good heart. I want to pay my salary, yeah. my worker's salaries. How am I going to do it this month? And then my the second part to that question is, do you think it's your multiple streams of income that have helped you get to this point where you have this disposable income? You have, I you don't have, have a disposable income. Oh, okay. Sorry. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you have... Every business pays itself. Okay. Would you say the companies that you have is helping you get to this point where you can loan out? No. Instead, it is TDA control that will help other companies. Hmm. So what happened when I said, are we working? Yes. Are we delivering? Yes. Are we meeting clients' needs? Yes. Are we going out of our way for clients? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they'll come back. Mm-hmm. So it means I wake up every day, I'm expecting to sew at least one, two, three, four, five hours. Right? The, as long as sewing is going on, they're earning. I pay them before I pay myself. To be honest, I'm not really even paying myself. I just, I'm always thinking of expansion. Like I just told you, I'm going to expand on that country now. How do I expand? Whatever money Lagos makes, profit. So I pay them first. Other businesses, in fact, not ones can't support TDA because they are heavy. They are heavy on, on overheads and how much we spend. I just got called an hour ago saying, one of our machine calls are spoke, we have, we have to spend $140 to, to repair it. I cannot say no. Mm-hmm. I cannot say there's no money. It has to repair it. Otherwise, it stops the next job. People that you said have good hearts are not able to make up. Are not able. So it means maybe there is no demand for their business. Because mm-hmm. if there's a demand, so money will come in. And like I said, my first pay is for salaries. And your staff are more important than your clients. You say that again. Your staff are my brother and clients. Clients can come and go. They owe you no loyalty. Staff will always be with you as long as the stars align and you are paying them and taking good care of them. If you take care of your staff, they will take care of the clients. And your clients will take care of you and the business. That way you can take care of the staff. Staff will take better care of the clients. Clients will come again or tell the next person, it's now double. Those two will take care of you, will take care of your staff. You start taking care of the two of them, they become four. Four of them will take care of you. You can take care of yourself better. So, usually, what I said now, you can take care of yourself better. Yes. That's a link that gets broken. They're taking care of two, they become four. You are going to chop all the four. Forgetting that these are the people that take care of the four. You always have to find a way to compensate them. So, my guys, they they know Christmas time, they are going to smile. Yeah. They know a layer time, for most of them are Muslims. Okay, another thing that I, I did was I realized that Ukoda tells us have ego. So I, I started them young. You started them young? So those ones that are already 20-something, 20 24, I've said that this, this is their line, one of the fashion designers. So I get them, I groom them, let them learn from me, from, from the ones that are doing the system for a minute, and then I'm letting them see the future. I'm painting the picture of what we're going to do. So I flew one on one of them to Tanzania now. He's in Tanzania now. His mom was, was shedding tears at the airport and she never believed that, you know, she's someone that she wouldn't ever get to the airport. Let's tell her that son traveling. Now we're going to open another West African country. It's two of them that will still go from here. The other one that is going to go to Dubai. They're all, do you get what I mean? So you're part of the family. Like yes. you're creating a team yes. and you're making them feel human, you know, and you're not forgetting them, which is, which is, I think, one of the major problems with entrepreneurs. Oh, God, we laugh. Uh, we talk about anything. We laugh. We talk about their girlfriends. I laugh with them. 
you know, I talk about the food they eat. Once in a while, I go in there, they are eating, I pinch out of their bread. They say, oh, God, this one, you are the this one will run your belly. The advantage of doing that with them, letting them see that everybody just wants to be appreciated, mm-hmm. honestly. Everybody wants to be appreciated. So appreciate them and let them feel like I'm part of them. You know, if I see them wearing any style, I say, ah, so that one for me too. Then you and I do, I'm cool. They laugh, they think it's a joke, but I mean it. I want to do, I'm cool with you. So, so this for me. They make it for me. We don't go particular. People just want to be appreciated. Yeah, I like that, and I can feel that. To be honest, yeah. best enemy. I know them. I know them. to know somebody is powerful. You can marry somebody and don't know them. I know these ones. Like I know them. I've seen them grow. I'm watching them grow. I read their emotions. All these things come into play. I don't have any magic wand. I don't have. I have no. no. Little things. Don't people know? Don't people have zero emotional intelligence? Do you have emotional intelligence? Do you care for other people? Do you look out for other people? Do you go to any length? I've seen good customers left. Send me a camera out in front of you. That means you're giving up. That means you're not ready to face your mistake. That means you're not ready to commit. That was fire. Wow, Dari. Yeah. I'm feeling inspired. Uh, Hi. That was no, not the point. Uh, <laughs> you said that was not the point. That was not the point. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> we were supposed to just. <laughs> I know, but we had just said. I love it. Okay, so what is this dream behind you expanding to other countries? Where did you get that from? I'm just, why Tanzania? Because that's your first country that you've expanded to, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you get there? So I, I have a friend. I went to visit him sometime last year. And when I went, I met at least 10 people that wanted my captain on the spot, what I was wearing. I love it. I want one. I want one. Tanzania is far. But demand was a demand. <laughs> that was CD to supply is coming up. I met a very enthusiastic young man, a Tanzanian, because you need locals. He was also one of those people that really loved the fashion thing. His mom, I think, was a fashion designer also. So I just saw the opportunity, man. I took it, expanded, and we're doing okay already. So we are doing the same numbers we're doing when we started TD to Lagos now. So, you know, I don't know, 30, 40, we? They're okay. They are doing okay. I try to go every quarter to see what they're doing, to check the processes. More important, to check the processes. Are they working? Are we are we replicating what is happening here? So funny enough, as much as he's making money, they are paying the salary here. Because I also want to help him save money. So I'm paying into his local account, making sure that he takes care of his mom, he doesn't have scorn from his responsibilities because he's not abroad. So what goes to him, goes to him, what goes to his mom, goes to his mom. Very amazing young man. You know, of course, we had our fights, a young guy, useful exuberance, sometimes you get, they get distracted, girlfriends, find out of people. So he now, because we started together, he knows the process. So I don't want to be there with him. But he's the one that is putting in better processes in place because he understands he basically he I've clone I've been able to clone myself. So when I start the game, I don't have to before I talk to him every day now. I didn't just send me to do just send me to report. I don't have an account and then have an MK there. So just send me reports. So I did that right doing. So I saw a, a demand. Wow. Amazing. So it seems like everything you said has just worked out 
Like any no exactly. So I want you to tell me because it seems like you started this business, you saw this opportunity, you took a stab at you know solving this problem, and I mean you're a go-getter and you're a risk taker. That's what it sounds like. And but are there times that you have failed, and how did you overcome it in this business or generally? Generally, this business you can glean from both sides. So I don't know if I've said said it but at the time I was going to join Sarah. Sarah Energy, and I got to the final stage. I usually don't fail. You don't fail or you don't see it as failure? No, I mean in life, before okay. then. Okay. I used to feel like I wasn't failing. Because in King's College, I used to come top percentile. University, coming out with best grades, like very good grades. I wasn't... When I wanted to join Sarah, when I got to the final stage, one of the directors said to me, you are too technical. And that's all was good. I felt to be technical was good. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't make it. And that set me back a few months. I'm grateful today that you know I didn't make it there because I won't be here. But then it was a failure. So my guys got to I'm happy for them. So was it a failure because the fact that someone just told me I won't get into his company because I'm too technical. Maybe I didn't read the body language that here is not technical it's the one to, mm. to be a business development guy. Mm. No, it's sweet talk and all that. So I didn't get it. That was a failure. What about in business? Have you tried any tried to solve any problem? Try to so dabble what in what I failed at in TDA is bringing in a creative director, someone that will come in and be giving all these badass designs. Boom, but I don't do that. That's not your niche. Because if you look at me, I'm wearing simple stuff. And most of the people I move with, they also like to wear simple stuff. So I'm that simple. I want to give you a caftan. I want to give you something that has stones all over the body, that has, you know, a man wearing colors of vanity, like 10 colors. But I also even want. So I, I feel like I haven't been able to close that gap to bring in a creative guy that will come out with stones all over. I don't know. I just saw people wearing some of these things. And I'm like, okay, I won't do that. But I should be welcoming to anything. I should be able to evolve to that stage where I can have a creative director in the house that can come up with design that I have to wear. But it's not mm-hmm. good wear. So I think I haven't been very welcoming to that. And I should, I should do better. Better. Okay. Diary, I'm going to ask this question in a different way. Yes. So are there days that... Do you have bad days? Yes. Yes, like, there was I'm, a bad day. I'm talking about... And then you, you're going to describe it for us and how you overcame it. Like, I'm talking about days that you're just like, um, I need to check out. You know? No, no, no. Like... <laughs> so you check out from what... Do you check out of life because there was traffic? Do you check out of your account of language because there is blocked? No. It was... I checked out... If I had a very, very bad client. My checkout is to travel. <laughs> okay. So, you can see in my office, I have some alcohol. Some days I just come here, I just make some coke with someone call and just drink. Yesterday was a bad day. So let me tell you what. So, I have this big client who is very forced. Oh, my God. Make the best outfit for him. You just stand in the mirror and look for like 20 minutes. You say, ah, why is this lying here? It's nothing. You take out that and you be like, oh, put it back. He's just, and he'll tell you, say, I'm a difficult person. 
I'm sorry. I'm just difficult to please. See, my wife will tell you, don't you? That kind of person, you can't have one, one thing. You probably have like seven tickets. This is a for me. But I'm patient. I only hear him, but obviously, even as I'm patient, I also have limits because there are five, six other people that have come in that I need to attend to. I'm attending to you for one hour. It frustrates me. So those things get to me. So I have two of those clients yesterday. So that was kind of tough. Dealing with one person for one hour. So you got like seven outfits and it took 30 minutes to look at each other. So when you have that, wow, frustrating me. I don't think he was happy. He left his clothes. He was very happy, but you know, we didn't have to go through that. So those are the kind of bad days I have. What else? Maybe my staff makes a mistake on someone's outfit. And the mistake they make is not necessarily spoil your outfit. I don't think I've had to replace um, any outfit. Spoil, I mean, is you want long sleep, they did short. So we have to cut out a new arm and put there. Or your, the other issues I have, yes, get to it. Please let's talk about that. Yeah. It seems to be a trend yeah. across all yeah. industries. Yeah. So I have a few screenshots on my phone. If I showed you what you will see, is guy doesn't play with his money. Go to TDA, will search you up and make sure you're not owning him. People actually tweet out. People just write those things on Twitter. Yeah. Because I'm that guy, look, if I'm putting this much effort, I've made outfits for friends before. They'll send drivers to my pick it up. And they'll ask for money to get my saying, of course, I might have you before or transfer. But look, I have about $10,000 in debt. Today, from 2K, 4K, 7K, 8K, 12K. And they aren't necessarily bad people, just bad ethics. Oh no, my token is in the car. But you knew you were coming to pick up your office. Why did you bring your token? Oh, oh no, when I get home, I'll transfer. No, why? Go home. You know, go home, transfer, I'll dispatch it to you. Right. Oh, counter transfer from me. The phone is not here. Hey, no problem. You knew you were coming. You bring your so go home. And these are people that we have put our neck on the line for them. So it actually, it, it angers me sometimes. That's about the only thing that gets me angry because I know how much I go out of my way to make people happy. So why wouldn't you? See how many people are paying salaries? You are standing, four people are attending to you. They are not there for free. They're getting paid. Your outfit was touched by nine departments. They're getting paid. And we are even the one, some of the most affordable lucky. That's the truth. Affordability, can you imagine making mixing affordability with speed and then being old? No, no, no. Just fall. So I have people that come in here and think they can owe us. One of one client was shouting on my staff yesterday because his client, my staff said, Sir, you need to pay before this outfit goes out of the store. Have I owed you before? Uh, of course, when I get to the car transfer, sir, you need to do the transfer now. And I was yelling at my staff, then wanting to shake me. I'm like, No, you were just yelling at me, not my staff. But I'm sitting right here. Can't be nice to me and mean to my staff. Mm. You're sending the wrong message. You will actually be mean to me, not myself, because I put in there. So do you tell them that? Oh, yeah. But that's another thing. Yes, I'm in business to make money. But highest, you make a stand for 100K, right? So I don't think the 100K will change my life at this point. Right. So when you, when you understand that, you won't speak to me anymore. When you look at my staff, you think I'm speaking to me anymore. Because that's the so I stand. I immediately, I mean, this person, I apologize to my manager. I'm, I'm sorry. Hmm. Like I said before, your, your staff are more important. I'll get four of him if I do marketing, God willing, God help me. It doesn't mean I can get four of my manager. 
people people are funny. People are funny. Nigerians are funny. Are we break it down? <laughs> uh, funny. I've done office of doing one hour and five until you pay me two years. So how do you someone is listening and thinking, so I have all these customers. Somebody bar industry had a club and I, I knew it went very viral. Oh, yeah. Yes, and he said he was in debt and he was yeah. you know, so it's going on. So how are there things that people can put in place? Is it like you know Exactly. So are there things that people can put in place? To prevent it, or is it? Look, because we also come from a country or family value where my guy, my guy. So you don't want to fight your guy. Of course. That's what comes to it. But initially, fight. Let the enemy fight. Fight sometimes is good. It's not mm. a bad thing. Fight. When they go somewhere, or they mess them up, and they realize that the only thing that's keeping them away from that good place is because they are not fulfilling their own part. They come back. Mm. That's why you can't be desperate to your business. At this period, that's when people go in. And you'll be able to fulfill your conditions. And guess what? If you owe me, means I can't buy thread. If I can't buy thread, I can't sew the outfit. If I can't sew the outfit, they call me bad. They stop coming. But guess what? If you pay me, I can pay my staff. My staff will be happy. They will deliver next time. So you have to get your money off them. Like I said, they are not bad people. Mm-hmm. Just buy their things. So how? For me, it's in this new building. No office lives here without you have to pay. No matter who you are, be, be my uncle. So if I have to pay for you, pay for me. Then you pay me later. That's okay. And sometimes it's to, it's to rub off negatively, but it's better we do that now so that we don't keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You set the tone. Yeah. It's tough, oh, very tough. Some of your friends will tell you, Nami now. Yeah, Nami, Nami too. People don't get it. No, no. They don't get it at all. Everyone can never. Who tell you things? See, I'm you. I'm you. Yeah, I'm not fighting. It's not personal. So I've had to print different papers telling people, hey, it's not, it's not personal. It's not about you. You just can't owe me, man. You can't owe me. I have $10,000 in debt. I give you dollars to make you understand it. And just $3.6 million from 2K, 7K, 8K, you know, piles up. Now, some of them have tried to beat my staff up here. But I usually say that, you know, if you, if you touch my staff, they are touching me. If you touch me directly, you never go to talk. So you, you get, there has to be that thuggishness to me. can't beat my staff. My staff is beating me now. That is beating me. You have to say, to, even as a woman, you said it to me. can't touch my staff. Are you joking? You answer to me. <laughs> so people taking good care of them, be nice to them, but they come here, they don't want to pay. Well, you're not always here, Gary. You say you travel very often. I know your processes help. I know you've instilled yeah. values and you have this strong team. Yeah. But has there been a time where you were like... <laughs> so this morning, has... I came in this morning and one of my staff had told me that he had released an office without him. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't around, so it happened. So that happened. Yeah, but so there are consequences. consequences. So I'm sure you've been calling that client back to back. And you tell the client, someone is calling you 100 times. Yeah. You want to pay, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. Okay. I'm sure he's hugging the phone, calling that man back to back. <laughs> because it's our processes. Our processes is no outfit. And the reason why I released that outfit is because the person kept using my name. Mm. So don't worry now, I'm Mr. Darius guy. And I'm like, hey, I'm a guy. Because when I come to your office, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have two last questions. Let's wrap it up. What has been the best moment of your 
career of your business? I think it was that transition from from the first store to second store. It showed me that it was possible. Second best would be transition between from the second store to this office. I don't call it store anymore; it's an office. Why? Because there it was store. Because when you come in, everything is in your face. Mm-hmm. Here, the departments are segmented, mm-hmm. so it becomes an office. Even my manager has a big office, you know, sitting there in his AC office with his files. I think it's those transitioning moments that have been my happiest. Because every day we put a smile on at least one person's face. So there's no day we open our doors we don't put a smile. So someone is walking out here with a bag, happy. You know, I expect the next one two hours here. People go out happy, and that's the thing of joy for me. So I have happy moments every now and then. The happiest would be those transitioning moments because every time you're expanding, you need to get an expansion. So you're happy, like, oh, thank God. You don't also discount and you don't take the risk of God for granted. It's all you. I usually tell my friends that I move around with a special grace. Yeah. I say like a joke, but I think it's true, you know, because there are people that have started this business that have closed shop. Why do you think that is? It's different things. If you go back into all the things you've said. Mm. Processes. Said yeah. Processes, emotional intelligence, going the extra mile. Not letting go owe you, because people will owe you out of business. And they always feel it's not me. But guess what? It's them. Yeah. But it adds up. Is then I have my debtors list here and it's ridiculous to put it on that list. <laughs> Another thing, anyone that is listening to this podcast, I've never spoken directly to the listeners, but listen, no shade to rich people. God bless them. What could you do to create their riches? But rich people don't pay for stuff. I've heard that. Stop sleeping on the middle class. 20 times 10 is bigger than 40 times 2. So 40 is the riches what you're looking at, right? You get two of them, why you could have gotten 20 or 10. Hmm. Stop sleeping on the middle class. Stop sleeping on this people that you look at poor. People that you look at you no. Know, stop. Hey, God continues to bless them. They are good people. They are good to have as friends. But as clients, I don't know. Because a rich man has bigger issues. He wants to pay for his business class to get. He wants to pay for a new house. Your 20K is not what he's thinking about. Or he tell you, send the invoice to my office. My office will pay. You start, you start chasing. Come and wait for me in my office. Yeah, he's in a meeting. No. Well, the middle class guy has come in and already has gone. <laughs> Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, it makes total sense. You are here in this country. I used to want to chase the big man. Yes, because we think that's what we'll pay, but no. So when you said a good person, I was going to have a good person. That's something to do. Yeah. Okay. Any final words to entrepreneurs? I, mean, in your- I can't. I don't think I'm going to that point in my journey where I can talk talking to entrepreneurs. I'm just gisting. Seems like you have some big goals for yourself. Uh, when uh, do you see that? Is that five year, ten year? Thanks to God, the things I thought would take five years have taken two years. So why am I setting it five years? Taking it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Let God guide us. Time for everything. Ecclesiastes time to sow, there's time to reap. Who told you that when you sow, you can tell me when you reap? It's not oranges. Mm. I'm sowing now and it's reap, reap in six years. So if you had a five year going to 50, you say you feel and pack your bags. So would you say an advice is just to keep sowing? One day at a time, keep doing all these things we've just spoken about, emotional intelligence, paying people their salaries, take care of people, appreciate people, measure, don't measure it, you can, you can improve it. 
build our systems. I mean, take care of the people. Put God first. Be consistent. Deliver. No excuses. No excuses. to have excuses. Someone call me. Call me. I'm going to deliver something to me. Since he gave me excuses, all they start doing. I can't recommend that person to you now. So they've lost you. That's what happens. No, no excuses. Consistency. Look at all the great people in this country. They are consistent. On that note, Dari, it has been fantastic. I just know that once people get a hold of this podcast, they're going to be mind-blown. For real. Like, I have taken so many things away mm-hmm. and and I'm sure people will do that and more as well, especially people in the fashion industry. So I just want to say thank you so much. Where can mm-hmm. our listeners find you? Uh, TD House, 7 a Wale Ario Street off Admiralty, Lekki Phase 1. Info at tdagroup.africa, www.tdagroup.africa, diary.au at tdagroup.africa. Well, yeah, thanks. I must thank you too. It's been warm chatting to you. Thank you. You've come with a lot of positive energy. Thank you. That for me is key. I thrive in positive environments. So thank this, you. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you again, Dari. I appreciate you. I wish you so much success, your heart's desires, and I want to come back in like a couple of years and record, maybe do video this time and and see, hear more lessons and hear about your success. So thank you. I appreciate you. In one year. In one year. Sorry. Sorry. One year. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Creators podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. To continue the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Conversations with Creators. See you next time. Bye.